Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Joseph Castillo from All Nations International Fellowship. Enjoy this podcast while you're doing household chores, riding your car, or even your morning devotions. I trust the living word of God to change your life forever. Visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. If you don't know how to possess your, your, your sanctification, if I, if I don't know how to possess this cup, to sanctify it, to, to always keep it clean, it will turn out to be something like this, and it will lose its honor. All right? And no one will respect it anymore. No one will use it anymore. So as Christians, we are vessels unto honor. And God has sanctified us, so you should know how to keep your sanctification. That is in faith. Amen. And as vessel, we should not isolate ourselves. So many Christians isolate and insulate themselves from the society. They say, well, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I don't want to sin. I don't want to commit adultery. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. So let me stay at my one corner, you know. Let me just isolate myself. Let, let me, let me, let me, you know. Uh, create some boundaries for myself. Uh, if you go to school, you're so quiet. You know, you don't talk to anyone. You study from, you don't go to your house, then like this. No, holy, holy, holy. You're so holy. You don't even want to step on an ant because if you, if you do that, you commit what? Murder. <laughs> you're so holistic in all your endeavors. That is good. But hey, God is telling you that you are, if you're a vessel unto Anna, you don't have to keep yourself in a mirror for exhibition. But you are dis- you've been displayed. You are displayed for people to use you, to drink of you. So as Christians, as we are vessel unto honor, and as God is telling us to keep our vessel in sanctification and holiness, he wants you to go out. Let other people drink of you because you are a good vessel unto honor. Let other people drink of you. Feed others. Okay, be available. Let others come to you. Feed them. If they are thirsty, let them drink of you. Because if as a vessel, as an empty vessel, God has put in you his word. He, you know, don't be, a, don't be spiritually obese. So many Christians have spiritual obese, obesity. You know, they, they, they are filled up with a word that they are so fat spiritually. They don't want to move anywhere. If in that situation you are not a vessel unto honor because other people are not honoring you to drink of you, you are like this. So be like this and serve others. Let people drink of you. Feed others. That is why God has called you and sanctified you. He didn't call you for exhibition. You are not holy and sanctified for exhibition. Come on now. Amen. So go and feed others. So as Christians, you should not isolate yourself from the society. Don't isolate yourself. Don't judge people. Oh, that this person is so sinful that I'm not going to talk to him. You are a salt. As the Bible said, you are salt of the world. Amen. And as a salt, if you don't make good good use of your saltness spiritually, you will lose the taste of of the the, the good taste you have. You lose it. And... uh, Scripture in the Bible said, have you seen a light? If here yeah, is very dark, we switch on the light and we put it on the bed. Have you seen it before? Nope. But we display the light. We put it on top of a table or something to shine. So many Christians are hidden. 
You are in darkness and you are hidden. Let your light shine. Amen. Good. So don't isolate yourself. But don't forget, you know, so many people contradict that, okay, I've isolated myself because the Bible said there's no relationship between light and darkness. That we should have unequally yoked with what? Sinners and all uh, 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 <clears throat> worldly people. I'm not saying that go and have, you know, worldly friendship and get polluted. Yeah. All right? But let your presence change situations around you. Because if you are a vessel unto Anna, he has sanctified you and you are holy, pure, I mean, purified. The baptized in the Holy Ghost, wherever you go, his glory presence is with you. Amen. Amen. So if you are in the, in, the, in the midst of sinners, let the presence of the Lord manifest. Amen. Because when God created the universe, he gave the authority to, the legal authority to exist on this planet to us. Amen. And God himself, when he comes to, the, to this earth as a spirit, he has no authority to exist. Don't get me wrong. I'm not blaspheming. Amen. He has no authority to exist because he has no flesh. All right? So he has given, that's why he said, I give unto you power. That's why I said, take dominion. All right, so he has given us a legal authority for to us to exist in this world. Therefore, God cannot, God cannot work in 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 the, in the lives of sinners. If all Christians, you know, we just isolate ourselves and shut up, God cannot work. He cannot come to this world as spirit. Say, see that guy, hey, dude, hi, you know. He can't do that. That is why he has, he has, he's using us as an empty vessel that he can fill his spirit. So if, if you are an empty vessel like this, God will put his spirit in you, all right, then he will work with you. That what he wants to do that he cannot be here as spirit, he will use your body to have the legal authority to work. That is why he sent Jesus Christ because at a point in time, God said, no, I cannot <clears throat> watch all these people perish. I have to save them, but I cannot come as a spirit. I need a body. So he, 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 Mary conceived and gave birth. So at that point in time, there is a body. But being impregnated by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So God's spirit in a body, Jesus Christ, is a, a spirit being in a body. And that is why Jesus Christ was able to preach the gospel, do great miracles, live on this earth for 33 years without committing sin. Amen. And at the end of the day, he died for us all. He died for you. He died for me. All right. So now God has given the legal authority. He has made you a vessel unto Anna that he wants to fill you up. He wants you to go into the world. Don't isolate yourself, brothers. Don't isolate yourself, sisters. Let us... <clears throat> so if you go back to 2 Timothy chapter 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 19 to 22, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses... He said, Nevertheless... Um, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, 
And let everyone that name the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. 20. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of um, earth. And some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from this, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared for every good work. Amen. So you have to be used for for the master's use. You have to meet, be made to, uh, to be met for the master's use. And our God is our master. He wants to use you, be met for his use, not for your own personal use. That's why I said the will of God is to be sanctified. Amen. And you will be prepared for every good work. Amen. Every good work. Every good work, not bad work, not corrupted work. So if you're a Christian and you, you are cheating others, it's not a good work. If you are Christian, you are corrupting. It's not a good work. It's rather unfortunate that, you know, if you look at so many countries, people who uh, occupy governmental positions are all Christian. Most of them go to church, you know. But such countries are the most corrupt countries. They are not there for God to use them for good works. You have to be meant for good works. So any time when you go out and you come and reflect on yourself, did God use you or did you do the good work God wants you to do? Or you did a bad work. If you did a bad work, go back and you raise all the mess. All right? And pray for forgiveness. That God will use you to do his good work in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 10. 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 10. 1 Kings chapter, <clears throat> chapter 17, verses 10. 1 Kings 17.10. I read. So he rose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called her and said, Fetch me, I pray, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. You see one use of a verse here, of a vessel here? said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. This, this man was so thirsty that if he, did, if he doesn't drink water, probably the next minute he's going to die. So fetch me, fetch me um, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. That is what so many people are praying for. That God, I want to see you. I want to know you. You are the vessel. They are praying that God should, should fetch a water in a vessel for them to drink. But you and I, some of us, are so adamant that we don't want to, to, be, to be met for the master's shoes. Therefore, those who are thirsty cannot get water to drink. There are so many people who are suffering spiritually, emotionally, that they need someone to talk to. If you go to them and you talk to them within the next five minutes, you know, Everything will be done. They'll be saved. But they don't have any vessel to drink from. You are there. Make yourself available in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And uh, because of our time, let's run faster. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 48. I'm skipping a lot of verses. Jeremiah chapter 48. We still have time, so don't worry. Jeremiah chapter 48. 
I like it if Pastor Joey is there and I'm preaching. You know, he says, oh, man of God, take your time, take your time, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremiah chapter 48, verses 11. Verses 11 and 12. 48, 11 and 12, I read. Moab has been at ease from his youth, and he has settled on his lease, and has not been emptied from the vessel to vessel, neither has he gone into captivity. Therefore, his tastes remain in him, and his scent is not changed. 12. Therefore, behold, the days come, said the Lord, that I will send him unto him wonders. That, sh- that shall cause him to wander and shall empty his vessel and break their battles. That is what will happen to you if you don't make good, good use of you as a vessel. He said he will cause a wonder. I don't mean Steve wonder. He will cause a wonder <laughs> to you and empty your vessel and break you apart. That is very serious. So make good use of your vessel in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's move on to the last point. So, um, separation from all filthiness of the flesh. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 to 5. I believe after today, you'll be able to memorize this verse. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Verses 3 to 5. Are you there with me? Let's look at the behavior or the life of a believer. The life of a believer. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 to 5. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence. Concupiscence means lust, sexually lust, or sexual desires. Not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God. All right? We should not live as Gentiles who do not know God. We should not live in sexual desires and sexual sin. Now, we're going to personalize this verse. Mostly we read a scripture and we just leave it like that. They die, you shall, they die, you know, just read it. And now we're going to personalize it. Wherever you see you, they die, put I there. Amen. So First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 to 5. Are you ready? Let's read it together by the count of three. One, two, three. For this is the will of God, even my sanctification, that I should abstain from fornication. That every one of us should know how to possess their vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know. Amen. Do you know what it means to personalize the scriptures? You cause yourself to believe it and to get stuck to it. Amen. This is the life of a believer. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Now, let's look at some things here. Let's go to First Chronicles. Sorry. Now, I want you to keep this in mind. Verse 3, the B part, that you should abstain from fornication. Now, there are so many sins in the world, right? So many sins. But the Lord said, for this is the will of God, first of all, sanctification, second, to abstain from fornication. And when you read from Genesis to Revelation, there are so many sins, but the sins that have been highly emphasized in the Bible is what? Fornication. The only sin that involves two people, if you, if you, if you commit fornication, you sin against your body and God. But all other sins are without your body. Okay? I'm not giving you the license to commit murder. <laughs> the government will deal with you. All right? <laughs> but when you fornicate, you sin against your body. And let's look at where, what First Corinthians chapter 6, verses 13 to 20 is telling us. First Corinthians chapter 6. First Corinthians chapter 6, verses 13 to 20. Are you there with me? I read, Meat for the belly and belly for the meat, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication. Now, let's read that part by the count of three. One, two, three. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Okay, I read the rest. And God has both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. Know ye not, your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? No. God forbid. Hallelujah. 16. What? Know ye not that, ye, uh, that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? For two said, he shall be one flesh. Now, 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one. Let's read verse 18 together. One, two, three. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committed fornication sinned against his own body. Okay, I read the rest. What no <laughs> what? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost? Which is in you, which ye have God, which ye have God of sorry, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Amen. The ye are many. Twenty. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's in Jesus' name. Amen. So you get it? Flee fornication. Now, the devil, because the devil wants to get into the church, wants to get people, wants to destroy Christians, wants to destroy the people of God, believers, the devil has normalized and modernized fornication that if you are not in this act, you are kind of excluded from the society. You are seen, you know, 
back back in school when I was in a senior high school, so many you know most of my friends were in relationship, committing fornication and stuff. You know, so they always ask me, Frank, who's your girl? Oh man, I don't have a girlfriend. So you don't have a girlfriend? Nice guy like you? Come on, are you crazy? And they start calling you a lot of words like crefe, you know, and all sort of teasing words and other stuffs. All right, but I was I never bought it because I know what a lot. Uh, wants me to do, and I know his. I knew his word, so I know that I'm not going to follow the rest. You know, we should not follow the multitude to commit evil. Yes. Amen. Others may. What you should always tell yourself: Others may, I cannot. The devil has normalized. Oh, who's your girlfriend? Oh, I don't have a girl. You don't have a girlfriend? Uh, uh-uh. uh. Are you okay? Is everything okay with you? Everything okay with you? You know, they don't understand. You're not fornicating. You're so weird in the society. You're so weird. You don't have feelings. Oh my word, you're like a firewood. They'll call you all sort of names. The society has normalized fornication. (laughs) Hallelujah. Okay. When I went to college and my friends asked me, yeah, Frank, do you have a girlfriend? So, no, I don't have. So, really? One guy wanted to curse me. He wanted to curse me that, okay, if you don't have a girl, blah, blah, blah. He wanted to curse me. I said, okay, yeah, you can curse. I don't care. You know, you, you are so weird in the society if you don't do these things. Because, oh, the, what the devil tells you, come on, you're a big man, you're a big man. See yourself, you're so beautiful. Come on, see your shapes. Yeah, you get all the curves, you know, to kill all the sugar daddies in town. Yeah, right? And at the moment, if you want to abstain, you know, the devil will tell you, come on, you know, this is nothing. No one will see you. It's just secret, you know. And you commit it. But the Bible is telling you that, hey, the sin that you do and you sin against your body is so serious. Abstain from fornication. He said, flee. Everyone say, flee. flee. I think you don't understand the word flee. Let me explain the word flee to you. You think flee means to run away. It's not just to run away. Now, <laughs> flee, F means fight, struggle, okay? You have to struggle, you have to fight. So when the devil comes, don't just run away, fight, struggle. That is what Joseph did. He struggled with Potiphar's wife. Okay? The lady was pulling her. He, he was struggling. So sometimes, before you run away, you have to struggle, fight, and defeat the devil. Because if you run away without defeating, the devil will come back. Alright? So you have to kill, that, to kill that spirit of lust in you. Kill that spirit of seduction. That it will not run after you anymore. Sometimes, it may come. You shake your head. Oh, flee, flee, flee. You run away. But it will come the next day. <laughs> Hey, that's spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> you have to fight and defeat it, okay? That is F. And before you, fl- you, you run away, L, after you fight it, you struggled with it, you've conquered it, you have to leave. Don't stay there and say, yeah. Yeah, this girl, oh, I've told her in my mind, you, I will not sleep with you. Go, eh, eh. After that, you stay there, you leave, then she'll come back again. Should I give your shoulder massage? You know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Bless you. 
leave. I said what? Leave. Joseph left. <laughs> Joseph didn't say, well, you've taken my clothes, so that's all right. Yeah, so let me sit here and do my stuff on my machine. And put the first wife was it? No, he left. He escaped. You know, when you leave, leave leaving is different from escaping. <laughs> when you leave the scene, escape forever. <laughs> hey, the devil knows how to get you. <laughs> All right? He knows how to get you. So you have to escape that and hide under the feathers and the wings of Christ, of mm. God. Amen. Amen. That he will not find you. And the last E, endure. Amen. Amen. You need endurance. You have to endure. Endure. Okay? When the temptation is coming, endure. If you don't endure, you will fall. The devil is subtle. I read, uh, my sister sent me, uh, a pastor's testimony. He said he had a revelation and he saw a lot of beautiful, pretty girls coming from the sea. Pretty. I mean, when I say pretty, not the facial pretty, I mean pretty. Something that can melt your heart. <laughs> you know, the kind of pretty that, you know, when two men are talking about business, hi, uh, yeah, I, I went to uh, see the man here. We discovered about $2 billion and, you know, and the girl would pass by and say, okay, wait, wait, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> The, the pretty that makes two businessmen cut their conversation about two million dollar conversation. All right, that's what I'm talking about. And he said, These this ladies are not just ladies, they are spirits that are coming to the world to fill up. So they are spirit of lust, spirit of seduction. And even the church, he said, I saw pastors who were watching pornographies, masturbating, sleeping, which I mean, choristers. Now, Unfortunately, you know, we don't have so many girls in our churches, so you don't hear of such kind of stuff. <laughs> 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 but when you go to other churches, it's crazy. <laughs> okay, so whilst the choir star is singing, you know, you know, someone will be there, you know, will be timing and you know, <laughs> calculating some parts and stuffs, how to get into this lady and stuffs. All right, but the Lord is telling you that flee fornication. Amen. You have to fight, leave, escape, uh, and, endure. and endure. If you do that, God will help you in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we close, before we, I know you want to leave. It's not one yet. Before you close, wait, wait, wait. Not now. Don't flee in the presence of God. Amen. 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 Oh, my word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God no one is sleeping today. How do you possess and preserve your vessel in holiness and unto um, the Lord? How do you possess your vessel? One, present your body. Every day as a living sacrifice. Present your body every day as a living sacrifice. If you read Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. said, I beseech you therefore that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. So present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Amen. Two, spend much time with the will of God. And the will of God is sanctification. You know. Spend much time on it. Secondly, sorry, thirdly, 
Discipline yourself and redirect the physical drive in you to things that are morally, ethical, and spiritually higher. I mean, discipline yourself. All right, discipline. I always say that a real man or a real woman is a one is, is the man or woman who is able to discipline him or herself. Discipline yourself. Don't think you are the most handsome or the most beautiful person in town. So you are doing things. No, you are not getting scholarships to do all these kind of things, to commit all these kind of things. What you got to do is to discipline. That makes you a real man. So if you're not able to discipline yourself, you have a problem. Next one, control your thoughts. Things that come to your mind, control it. Amen. Be occupied much with Christ and for the kingdom of God. Be active in church. Be occupied. Work. Do something. The devil finds job for the idle hand. Don't be idle. Work and be active in Jesus' name. In the moment of fears, that is the last one. In the moments of fears and temptation, think of your future. That is what so many people do. Think of your future. If I commit this, and what will come the next day? Tomorrow. You know, think of any time. What I always think about is that, you know, I always I have thousands and one and millions of you know, prayer requests, and I always pray that God will bless me. If I commit this sin today, I always think that will God answer my prayers tomorrow? Am I going to suffer? What, what are the consequences? Is he going to judge me? You know, I think, so by the time I think through all these things, that desire to sin has gone away. All right? Someone say it has come out. All right? So think about your future. And if you do this, God will bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Holiness and filthiness are not compatible. They are not compatible at all. So you cannot claim you're holy and live in a, in a filthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked about sanctification mm-hmm. and freedom from the filthiness of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Have a personal reflection. The will of God for you is to be sanctified, is to be holy and pure as He is. Mm-hmm. If there's any spot, any sin in your life, you have to go to Him, pray, ask for forgiveness, and pray and ask him to cleanse you, wash you by the blood of Jesus. If you don't do this, on the last day, he'll tell you I'm moving it. Let's be on our feet. We had to stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way. Like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, when I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can turn from your way of doing things to his way. And his way is the right way because he made you. And he made you for a purpose and he knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart 
to Him right now together with me. God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, uh, wherever you are, just, just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'd like you to contact me. And we can send you some more resources and materials that can help you start this new life. Because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com. And we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path. Maybe help you find some local churches there online or something. Or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the Word of God. Thank you for listening. And feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the Word of God.